Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we talk about Hallmark films from the filmmaker, the passionate filmmaker side, you know, the technicality of it all. Oh, I feel the, I'm, I'm feel starting the, strong. I'm I feel starting the strong. passion. And the hopeless romantic point of view, talking about all things romance and love and chemistry. All the boring stuff. The stuff no one wants to hear about. Uh, we are back. And I can't believe it. It's here, but fall. Fall is here. Sort of. It's September. It's fall. It's fall season. I mean, we've had our, our pumpkin spice lattes. Um, I'm going to start baking tons of pumpkin-themed desserts, pies, cakes. Pie. Oh, I said pies already. Breads. Uh, it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be a pumpkin-themed wilderness here pretty soon. Well, yes, our Halloween decorations are coming out. Mm. Uh, we're I have little, about eight tubs. We're a little them. late this year. <laughs> there we are. We're, we're gonna come out, come out swinging, just like this movie did. This movie came out swinging in very fallish colors. We are doing Roadhouse Romance for those of you that don't know. So I will say that just right off the bat, this thing, this movie knew that it was a fall movie. In the summer, we had some movies that thought it was winter. We had a little mix up there. This one was fall themed right from the start. Yeah, there was, there was no mistaking. What season this movie was in. And for that, I'm gonna give it a little I'm gonna give it a little chef kiss right off the bat. Okay. So Roadhouse Romance, first movie and mm-hmm. fall harvest lineup. Yep. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. With Tyler Hines. Yeah, one of the so, leading leads. Is that a thing? Leading leads? One of the leading leads of the Hallmark. The leading leads. Of the Hallmark franchise. Uh, you know if Tyler Hines is attached to it, he's going to bring in some numbers. He's going to put up some numbers. Yes. So you wanna you wanna just get into it? I'm ready. I'm I'm excited about this. It's fall. Like this, we're so close to Christmas. So you know the drill. We say what we think about the movie right offhand. Mm. Our little rating system of if we would watch it again, would we watch this movie again? Would we want to maybe have it on in the background while we do some other fallish activity? Like decorate for Halloween. Like decorate for Halloween. Or would you prefer to not ever see this movie again? Okay. So through throughout this sort of discourse that we're going to have about this film, I'm going to say some controversial things. I'm just going to toss that out there right now. I'm going to say some controversial things. One of these might be starting now, right? So as you, as you all know, if you listen to this podcast, we appreciate all the little details that go into this film, all the all the people, all the time and effort that go into these films. We appreciate that. I mean, I love it. When you hear Hamilton say these words, what's going to follow is probably not good. I would not watch this film again. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry. I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of fans of Tyler Hines, including myself, including you. This is not one that I would watch again for a few different reasons. The one thing I will say, though, is that I liked both of these actors. Both of these leads I liked a lot. I don't like them together. And I'm just going gonna, gonna to leave that there, let you guys stew on that for a minute. And I'm going to ask you the same question. What did you think of this? So I'm, I'm, a, I'm struggling with this one. It's a bit of a struggle because I love Tyler so much. And... I knew that, you know, this was going to be the first of the fall. I'm always excited for a Tyler Hines movie. But when I saw that they were putting him with another country singer, mm-hmm. my hopes of it being like really good were very low. Nothing. Lauren Elena is wonderful and we'll talk about her. But I just my hopes were low. We've gotten burned before. We've gotten burned a few times, Tyler Hines, and a country singer. <laughs> so this movie, this is not one that I would seek out to see again, mm-hmm. even though I do love me some Tyler Hines. But, you know, I might be making some controversial statements as well. I I, I don't think I would watch this one again either. That's not controversial. No, the controversial is that I think, and we'll talk about it, and it's hard for me to say this, but I think this is Tyler's worst movie. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm I'm shooketh. 
I don't know if you can hear, if you can hear me shaking right now. Um, that's um, interesting. I, you know, it's funny. I never thought about his his back catalog of films, but okay, we're gonna dig deep into that. We're <laughs> I know. I know our listeners. I'm just. On the I'm edge sweating. I know the high knees are gonna come for me, and I mean, I'm one myself. So, but we, you know, we have to be. We have to be honest. Do we? But I will say, it is not. The reason that this is Tyler's worst movie is not because of Tyler. So okay, you left us hanging. It's <laughs> <laughs> like let me, his worst film. No, worst actor ever. No, it's be, yeah. no. Let okay. me say it has nothing to do with Tyler. This is just has. I think this is his worst movie, and then we'll talk about why. Okay. So let's do a quick plot summary. Yep. Have fun. <laughs> Uh, so you know, like if I don't love a movie, my plot summaries are not the best. I think if you don't love a movie, your plot summaries are amazing. Well, we'll let's see. Hear, let's hear this. Go ahead. Callie comes home to find her grandpa's barbecue roadhouse in financial trouble and meets big time TV director Luke. He teaches her about... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. He teaches her about science fiction movies, and she teaches him about country music and barbecue sauce, and they fall in love. That was your elevator pitch for this film? Am I wrong? Is that not what this movie that is, that is was about? Much, that's pretty much what this movie is about. Yes. So so we've we've already said we have our main, our leading leads, as you would say. Lauren Elena mm-hmm. plays Callie. Lauren Elena as I'm sure everyone knows. I actually, I've never seen well, this, you this didn't person know. before. I've never heard her name before. This is totally new for me. She was on American Idol. Don't even know what that is. You, <laughs> <laughs> she was amazing on American Idol. I loved her on American Idol. I, I'm pretty sure I voted for her. Yeah. Um, she was against Scotty McCreary. I was... You're, just, you're talking gibberish right now. The, the listeners will know. And I really thought she should have won. She was the runner-up. But she... She was funny. She was just charming, adorable, all of the things that she was in this movie. Yeah. But I do think I have to agree with you that this pairing did not work. Yeah. Romantically. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Um, and then, of course, we have the the Tyler Hines mm-hmm. plays Luke. And I mean, I think... I think the main thing that hurt this movie for me was the script. Yep, 100%. And, you know, we talk about these things again. We know how hard everyone works on, but this movie did feel like they didn't have a huge budget. I would disagree. Well, I'll we'll say, I'll say, we'll say. I'll say why okay. I think that All is. Right, go ahead. Um, but the the chemistry romantically between Callie and Luke did not work for me. They they did have chemistry. Yeah. In the way of friendship, I would say. Yeah, no, there was a point in this movie where I thought they weren't going to end up together. I thought that Callie would go back to her ex, and I thought he would stay with his girlfriend. And I was like, I was, I was weirdly okay with that. And that, that tells you how this chemistry was for me. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have been sad no. uh, if that had happened. Um, and that's weird. <laughs> for, for a Hallmark movie, yeah, you do want your leads to be together. I just felt like they were more like brother sister type or like you know good friends but i i thought that their chemistry was good in that that they got along well like it it didn't ever feel forced you right. know when they were talking or anything but the romance aspect didn't did not work for me yeah i mean and that that's a great call is sometimes these parents can feel forced it didn't feel forced there just wasn't it wasn't there for us you know i will say that, you know, we're going to make comparisons to Kelly Pickler because obviously, you know, Tyler played a, a film, Kelly Pickler. Uh, and Leanne Rimes. And so, the, Rimes? so there's a there's a theme here with Tyler and country music singers. Does does he pick the scripts? Is he is he just drawn towards the country scene? I don't know what it is. I think I'm not even sure if Tyler is a country music fan. Mm-hmm. I I think the way it started was Leanne Rimes, like her first Hallmark movie was with Tyler. And from what I know, she wanted Tyler okay. in her movie. Sure. Who wouldn't be like, if I could pick my, if I could pick my leading man, yeah, Tyler. But 
I don't know if that's like that was the catalyst that just sort of like snowballed and everyone was like, oh, he's great with Leanne. Like she was a newcomer to the Hallmark world and, you know, they saw how well he did with her. So then when Kelly Pickler came up, they were like, well, maybe we'll put Tyler. But I feel like and this is just my personal like feeling of it is that when they have like these newcomers that they're not sure because they know that Tyler does so well Mm -hmm. that they know no matter who they pair him with that the movie will do well right and so they aren't sure how these movies are going to play when there's a newcomer someone that is new to acting and you know i think their thing is like you know what we're going to put him with tyler because we know we're still going to get the numbers no matter what because tyler's fans are hardcore and they will watch anything he's in and, um, I mean, that's a testament to Tyler, who he is, you know, as an actor. And and so, yeah, they know that people are still going to watch. So maybe that's why they keep pairing him. I'm not sure why these country singers are just all of a sudden, like, wanting to get into acting. This one felt a little manufactured because Lauren did have a CD that just came out. Mm-hmm. So it felt like it was a little bit of more of like a promotion for her music (laughs) but i will say you know because i I think you're right and that we see that a lot in hallmark films where you have a veteran actor with a newcomer because they will basically try and carry the film i will say though out of out of the country singers that we've seen that lauren actually did well i liked her i liked her a lot actually i liked her a lot more than i thought i would uh i think she could find a place in hallmark films i think that you know, as she does more, she's obviously going to get better. But I, I liked her right off the bat. I think you need to find the right counterpart for for her to have it work. And and Tyler, unfortunately, wasn't that. Yeah, no, Lauren, I I wasn't sure about her acting mm. um, because I think she was in some other movie. My mom had told me she was like, oh, I saw her in The Road Less Traveled, I think is what it's called. I never saw her in it. Um, but like I said, I loved her in American Idol and... I knew she would probably, I knew I would still like her in the movie, but I, that is what I was concerned about was if, you know, the romance was going to be there for me and it wasn't, (laughs) but I still like, like I did still really enjoy her and that's just who she is like as a person. And that's why I loved her on American Out. She's just a very likable person. Like you can't help but fall in love with her. So I think she did a wonderful job and I was pleasantly surprised like I thought you know she had like a little bit of an emotional scene where she's crying and yeah I, I thought yeah I thought she did a, a really good job so let's talk about the meet cute as we do was this a, was this a meet cute that was cute probably not I would say no this is this is <laughs> probably probably not this is probably this is probably one of the more awkward meet cutes that we've seen uh lately uh, we have Tyler Hines driving a, a nice car, a nice vintage Mustang, I think it is. Bumps into Callie coming out because uh, she's upset about her her ex. And by the way, by the way, the mom and aunt not telling her that her ex was with someone else when she goes out to see him, that was cold-hearted right there. Well, she just got back. Yeah. So they didn't really have time. Like, I don't think that's like the first thing that they're thinking, like, let us hurry up and tell her. They did. They said as as they walk her, get up and go away. They're like, we probably should have told her something. Yes, you should have. You should have been like, hey, Callie, come here, sweetie. Come here for a minute. You don't want to do that. Your ex is actually seeing someone else. Let's have a cry. Let's make some barbecue sauce. They didn't do that. They watched her go out and just make a fool of herself with the whole, you know, eyes behind her. And first of all, you do that with a girl. It's just the whole scene made me uncomfortable. Well, apparently the girl was also a friend of hers, oh, which they didn't why. really focus on. But yeah, I guess the the mom and the aunt did see where she was going. Yeah. So I feel like they could have. They wanted to watch that train said wreck. Something they like, wanted front row seats for that train wreck is what they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's upset about that, and then she's crying and backing up, which yeah. is something you should never do. You should never cry and back up a large vehicle. That's true. Um, and so, of course, Tyler is coming in hot uh, or flying Fly. through the, the parking lot, as they say, and they collide. Yep. Literally, figuratively and literally. Yep. 
they do that sort of awkward camera move kind of thing and they definitely had a crash that you, you never see kind of deal yeah and i mean you know the metaphor the 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 vintage Mustang convertible and her pickup truck, you know, Southern and throwing metaphors the, in the, here. the TV, the TV director and the Southern girl, yeah. you know, worlds colliding. Well, so Southern, I, Southern military girl, which I thought was, so here's the thing about this. Usually when you have, you know, someone playing uh, someone in the military, mm -hmm. the, the story usually centers around that in a big way. They didn't do that in this film, which was, I, I don't know if I like that or not. To me, it's like, okay, this this her military career doesn't define her, doesn't define who she is. You know, she's getting back to civilian life. I, I kind of like that. But part of me was like, if you're going to do that, maybe a little bit more. I think I wish I, a little bit more of her military service, just a touch more. But I kind of like that it was in the background for this. It was, it was a, something new we hadn't seen before, really. It was something new. But, and this is where, this, this is where this movie was, this movie was like very strange to me. Yeah. The the script was just kind of like Disjointed. a mis a mismatch. So yeah, she's in the military, but she's also a physical therapist, mm -hmm. but also is like working at the restaurant. Yep. She can cook apparently really well. And bartend and ten bar. And bartend. And she's an amazing singer. Yes. So they don't really I don't really feel like I know. Callie like I mean you get her personalities bubbly and everything but that I mean what does she want to do she's like four different characters and one and you're absolutely right yeah and, and and it's funny to me because because Tyler actually has a line in this film where you know Callie looks at his script you know and makes notes and everything and Tyler says you know the characters don't feel real in this if you don't care about the main characters then you don't care about the movie he literally says that in this film where I, I really don't care about the characters because Callie, I, I don't know who she is, like you said. And Tyler, it doesn't seem like he would be doing this. I didn't feel like I knew, as as little as I felt like I knew of Callie, I felt like I knew of Luke even less. An, an enigma, an enigma. He was, and this is why I say that I think this was his worst movie because I don't feel, like even in some of the other movies where maybe you know the story wasn't the best or anything like i i always felt like i got his character this one felt like his character was just not like i didn't know whose character was yeah. he was mean at first and he didn't like country music and he had a lot of headaches and then i it was just weird it was none of it really made sense to me yeah. You know, he's a TV director, but he's giving his script to this stranger to read. Like, nothing in Callie's resume should have made him think, you know what? She would be really good to give me some notes on no. my on my See, script. See, you missed it. She's also an amazing screenwriter. So <laughs> you, you missed that part. She's written many films. Yeah, it was so odd. She gives notes. Like, what in her background? It's It's bonkers. Like, it really feels like, you know, we've said this before, where it's like two movies pushed together. This feels like four movies sort of mixed together, swirled together. It was it was strange. Yeah, I wish they would have picked like one maybe theme and then like stuck with it. But I didn't. Yeah, Luke's character was strange to me. I felt like because he was a TV director, they just kept throwing in like lots of movie references, um, which was new for yeah. Hallmark. Uh, which I, I actually called out because we just did the interview with Sarah Montana where she brought up how, you know, Hallmark they can't really use um, like pop culture references because yeah. these movies are supposed to be timeless. So, um, so it was interesting to see them quoting a lot of movies. Yeah, um, it, was, it was very, it, it kind of grounded in a reality, but that sort of took me out of the film at the same time. It was strange because it, you literally said that when we're watching this, like they're saying pop culture, you're not, they're not supposed to do that. So, yeah, yeah, that was pretty odd. Yeah, we're not used to that, but uh, but but maybe that's that's for a reason because some of the references he was talking about, I didn't know what he was talking about. With and that's my fault with for not showing you good films. That's on me. That's on no me. the movies I knew the action figure thing. I don't know if that, that was, was made a... up. That wasn't a real thing. Oh, okay. Well, then that's why I didn't know it. If if I followed the movie correctly, that Artemis was a character that I think he did. I think that was his television show. Maybe I'm wrong. 
If I am, please let me know. I think that was a character from his television show. And that's why he was buying it. It was kind of like, a, he's like, look, my name is on the back of the box. I think that was his character. Oh, well. Yeah, gotcha. Then I <laughs> missed that. So after they, you know, they had that sort of bump in the road. See what I did there? <laughs> after they had the bump in the road, she's very mean to him. Like, she is a mean person in the start of this movie. Well, he's mean to her. Was he, though? Like, yeah, he's very rude. He's like, he just seems grumpy from the start. They even mention that he seems grumpy. I think his girlfriend said, or whatever she was, see, it says he's like grumpy. G- girlfriend, he's just, yeah. He's a grumpy guy, a grumpy character. That much we do know. He's not happy to be stuck there. And... Well, when he comes down for a ride into town... And she's like, you want a ride? It's now. I'm like, oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> man. She's not happy about this ride. But she didn't, She was just offering him coffee. Like, It was almost like she was flirting with him a little bit with the coffee. And then she got really angry about the ride. I, it was. I didn't get that she was mad there. Now, she was mad later, but I feel right for oh, yeah. Lisa. I've got things to do. Come on. Like, well, I mean, the whole thing is like, he, he needs a ride. Yep. But then he asks her to pull over and then wants her to get out of her own vehicle. Like she's offering him a ride because he needs privacy. Well, which doesn't seem like his character at the end of the movie. Like that's not the character that we see at the end of the film. But it's not like he grew. No, we've, we did not see an arc to yeah. merit that change. It's just how he is at the end of the film. So you're right. Very strange. Uh, so she does have a right to be mean there. But just... The I guess it was Callie... And her barbecue sauce. That <laughs> you know, you're joking about that, but there might be something there. I mean, I really feel like they missed an opportunity. Like there were too many plots. Like she was trying to get a get. Like she talks about the physical therapy uh, because he has headaches, and she says it's because of his posture. Like one, and that he needs that. a mouth guard, and. Nothing. We don't see that. We don't see no, her physical yeah, therapy at all. That could have been some cute scenes of maybe her like doing some back rubs, you therapizing know? Yeah. on him. Yeah. I don't know, but I just felt like that was just missed. That's why I don't know why they needed her to have all of these things going on. Um, uh, she's a Renaissance woman. <laughs> she certainly is. I mean, this is this is the type of woman that will go out on a date with an ex boyfriend and immediately start singing. She she brings her mic is what she does. She goes over to the rusty was it rusty latch, and she brings that mic to the dinner table and just goes for it. In the movie, I thought she said it was the rusty lash, like an eyelash, and I thought, how odd, a rusty lash. And I was like, well, maybe it's country for you. It's country, country for you. you. Um, I personally think that would have been a better name for for a restaurant. You know, it gets you talking. Get you, get you uh, thinking. Like, why is it called? That's the talk of the town. Thinker. Now, I will say, there were some sweet moments. There's one scene with her and her mom, like, shortly after she gets back. And they're they're talking. And, yeah, she's saying, like, she's trying to remember her grandpa's uh, barbecue recipe. Because yeah. no one wrote it down, apparently. Which seems crazy to me. Right? So, they're they're famous for this barbecue sauce. That's true. Yet, no one thought to write it down did they not know grandpa was gonna be dying was it a sudden thing like i just it you was know, weird to me that they would have not ensured that if this was like their their bread and butter you know you that's a really good point because before i was thinking about it it's like well my grandmother never wrote down her recipes you know she just she just didn't and it was like pulling teeth to get her to tell me some of them um and so i was like well that that that's why. But then it, when you said they sell the barbecue sauce, I'm like, my goodness, of course. They were, there would definitely be a recipe in that kitchen or at least someone else knowing about it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Like in Christmas cookies. No one knows those recipes, but all the people that work there know <laughs> an ingredient. How is it we always talk about Christmas cookies? It always comes up. So, but, so yeah, I found that really odd. Yeah. One of many things that were odd. One of many things. But that aside... You know, the mom was like, none of that's important to me, although it should be important to you because you got to make a living. But the sweet moment was that she was like, I'm just so happy that you're that you're home. Yeah. And I thought that scene was really was really sweet. Well, the whole thing about, you know, not being able to stop change, you know, they have that theme come up throughout the film. 
Um, and her mom, that's when her mom talks to her about that is, you know, you can't really stop change. It's going to happen. I like those, those moments right there. There, there are little moments sprinkled throughout where we get to know these characters a little bit more. We get to actually see them. We get to see their motivation. And I, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Yeah. So, so I need to bring up the, we talk about the, the fall. Yeah. A hardcore fall. So. Like imagine, imagine fall, <laughs> then like upgrade it to a million. And that's where this movie's at. And I love fall. Yep. Fall is wonderful. I love when the leaves change colors and it's, you know, the air is crisp. Pumpkins, all of it. Halloween. Oh, yeah. Pumpkins are great. I have a pumpkin tattoo on the small of my back. For those of you who don't know about it. That's how much I love fall. He does not. <laughs> but that could be uh, on your bucket list. This movie, they did, they did go hard with yeah. fall. But personally, for me, not in a good way. Okay. So, you know, we're coming off of Sweet Pecan Summer, mm -hmm. and we talked about how real that movie was. Right. Like, everything about that movie felt real. Except for wanting to move to Myrtle Beach. That was the only thing the I didn't <laughs> feel real about that movie. <laughs> but with this movie, I don't know how to say it. It just, to me, it was like the opposite of no, that. No, it felt staged, 100%. 100% like staged, no one, yes. No one loves Fall and a Honky Tonk that much. That they would decorate hardcore. Even I, I think the auto place was fall. Like there's fall everywhere. Oh, that's in my notes. There is no mechanic shop. And if there is, please DM us. I want to see photos. There is no mechanic shop in the world that goes that hard for fall. Yeah. So the staging. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. The staging was a little ridiculous. However, when they had those nice close ups. And they lowered that that depth of field, and you get that nice bokeh of the orange splattering in the background behind Lauren's head. My goodness, that is gorgeous. And if that's what I need to put up with to get that sort of blurriness, I will I will do that all day. But no, it was it was a hot mess of fall. As long as it was blurred, it was it was good. <laughs> it just felt it just felt really fake to me. Yeah, no, I mean, it was obvious. You know, I can even get past the, you know, the green screen when they're driving in the cars. Can, can you? Because that, that hurts me. I, it hurts me, but I know it has to be done because if they are really driving, there's no way they're going to be able to have the fall foliage, you know, so they have to green screen it. You can, I get you can that. do a few things. You can do a backdrop where you blur out the background. So you can literally have a backdrop. You can do a better green screen so it doesn't look like a green screen. There's There's ways to get around this. And that might go back to what you're saying about them not having enough budget to do it properly. That that's a good point. That's what I felt because even what the the fall like set pieces that they mm -hmm. had f felt fake to me. Like yeah. it looked like I just like walked into Michael's and I was seeing like fake fall leaves. You gotta like, be, you gotta be subtle. Yeah. You gotta be subtle. But it well not really because we can liken back to like Sweet Autumn. Yeah. Sweet Autumn was not subtle about fall. But I felt it like really it was really sweet. fall. Yeah. So there is a way to do it. So even though this movie did have a lot of fall in it, mm -hmm. it didn't feel real to me. So it didn't, it didn't like put me in the fall spirit because I just felt like it was so obvious that it was not fall. Like you have Luke, you know, when he gets out of the truck and he's talking on the phone, in front of him is like this like fake fall leaf little twiggy tree. Yeah. And then... Behind him, it's just nothing but greenery. Like, there's no fall behind him at all. Yeah, yes, I will say that. And to me, the most fallish, authentic fall scenes in this film were the truck. When he gets out and the I sky... I thought you were going to say the ridge. Oh, no, the ridge. God, don't, get me, don't get me started on the ridge. When he gets out and it's like the, the fence, the farm fence right there, you know, and it's like this gray, rainy clouds. Like, I felt the the autumn breeze creeping up my spine in that scene. Like, I love that scene. Not because it was a good scene, but because it felt like fall. You know what I mean? Like, that to me was like rainy days, fall leaves. Even though there were fake leaves, there were wet leaves on the ground. I love that. That to me was the most authentic. And then you get to the honky-tonk, and it is just, it is crazy. It's a roadhouse. I'm sorry, a roadhouse, a roadhouse. Or a honky-tonk. I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would call it a honky-tonk. I don't know. We need, we need clarification. <laughs> um, but let's... 
Let's talk a little technical. A little technical. I mean, we kind of... We, we, I thought we were. It was a little technical. Let's talk about the technical that I want to talk about. Let's talk about, let's talk about the lighting. Are we not going to talk about the ridge yet? Oh, man. We, let's just gloss over. Everybody, yeah. everybody knows about the ridge. Everybody knows. Okay. The, bat, the terrible... Some of the worst green screen. <laughs> no, 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 no. The worst green screen was in... Um, what was it? Oh, it was Christmas Carousel with just the cityscape in the background on the balcony. That was the worst green screen. <laughs> This one was was bad, but it wasn't like this is ridiculous. Like, yes, it was a little ridiculous, but I could, if I squinted my eyes, I could kind of make it work because there's just fall colors everywhere. The lighting, way, way too soft, way too. Again, I'll use the word staged. You know, like the the set dressing felt staged, the lighting felt staged. It felt like a set. You know, just very soft light everywhere. There's hardly any shadows, hardly any natural light coming through. It just felt very, you know, inauthentic there. And that, you know, that's that's kind of what I'll say about that. It didn't feel real. I need to feel real in these. That's what I'm saying. It every, it did it felt very stage. Everything felt like a stage. And we talked about like places having different locales and locations. We pretty much just had the one for the majority of this movie was the roadhouse. Well, we have two Airbnbs. You know, we have where Tyler and and Dan his agent are staying. They're at the roadhouse. Allegedly. The main location though is the roadhouse yep. where we're pretty much there all the time for it being the main attraction again it just it wasn't it wasn't like pleasant enough like they kept showing it from the outside like i don't know what it was about the outside of that building it felt like a set it felt it did not feel real it didn't feel like a real restaurant to me it felt like they were on a set like the the leaves on the ground like you talk about the the rain but it, they looked like fake leaves to me mm-hmm. on the ground yeah I, I wish the i wish the roadhouse honky tonk saloon was a little bit more inviting i'm not sure what they could have done you know again i always bring this up but the luck of the irish film that sort of pub bar was inviting you know i wanted to be there i wanted to have a drink there uh, i think a lot of that had to do with the lighting that we've brought up before in that place this place I wasn't really sure. It always felt empty and they talked about it kind of, you know, being empty. But even when the quote unquote festival happens, it's still the same amount of people in that place. Like it didn't, it never felt like a real live bar where you have people walking between the tables and just, you know, smattering about. And maybe that's because of COVID when they're filming this, that could be a big part of it. Um, So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for that. But, you know, keep six feet apart, something like that. But maybe that's it. Yeah, they're supposed to have 300 tickets sold. Yeah, 300 tickets for the fall festival. There were maybe 10 people. I would say 15, 20, 25. 25. <laughs> they're all outside. They're all outside <laughs> buying barbecue sauce. That's where they're at. Maybe so. So I will say that there was a scene. Mm-hmm. So I know the romance, you know, I'm the romance quote unquote expert. You are. You call yourself that, literally. I, for the podcast. <laughs> it's not like I have people knocking down my door, like wanting advice on romance. I will say the cowboy cha-cha. Oh my God. That scene. Mwah. That was a really cute scene. Yeah. But it didn't make sense for them to do that at that moment. Their characters. But it was a great scene. <laughs> Like she's all over him. As he walks away, she's like grabbing his arm and rubbing it. Like it made no sense at all for their characters. That scene taken out of context was wonderful. It was very cute. The only thing that I think ruined it was I wish they would have kept it a little bit more intimate. They start blaring this song over them. Like you can't. And it was weird that you could kind of hear what they were saying, but not. But aside from that, I really thought that was really cute. But I think it would have been even cuter if they had just left maybe have a little bit music playing in the background but let us hear what they were saying like her like giving him the instructions because the beginning of that was super cute yeah and i mean seeing tyler hines like try to line dance like i just thought that was i mean that's just a treat in in and of itself yeah that was that scene was honestly where they had the most chemistry that's the most natural loved it i love did love that scene let's talk because I'm thinking about that scene now. Let's talk a little bit about wardrobe. I'm, I just want to give a quick shout out to Erica Menasini, who did the costuming for this film, uh, particularly on Tyler Hines. Because normally we see Hines with his his Henleys, you know. Because his character is so enamored with the past, uh, with these old films, you know, the old car, even though it's for his girlfriend, she, she has him in these like 1950s, 1960s 
button downs that I absolutely loved. I, I thought they were great. I thought they fit him perfectly. And then he has these wonderful, like large tortoise shell glasses that he carries on his, uh, you know, that he carries that he carries on his shirt when he doesn't have them on. Like I, I was, I was enamored with it. Like that style is is wonderful. I love seeing it. And then of course, uh, you know, how she has Lauren dressed out. Just a really nice job. It felt good. It felt authentic. You know, on the last film that we saw, we talked about how it just felt like they went to one store. This felt more like the characters themselves. So great job on costuming. Yeah, I do think it was a nice a nice little switch for mm-hmm. Tyler. Um, and speaking of wardrobe, there is something, though, in this movie that I don't think we've seen before. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but Tyler Hines, Luke, sorry, comes down in the middle of the night because he smells smoke. Yeah, at 2 a.m. 2 a.m. And we get oh, we get to see Tyler in in his soft clothes. Soft clothes. His soft clothes. <laughs> it's like his PJs. His, his, his PJ pants. His PJ pants. PJ pants. He's got some little sweat sweatpants on. Yeah. I was like trying to think if we've ever seen that yeah. before. I feel like we have. We've seen Tyler in his PJs. I feel like we have. Like, yeah, maybe we'll have to go back. But it does seem to be like they're doing it more. Like they're having the PJ party a lot more. Uh, well, I thought that scene was that scene was pretty cute too. I I mean I have to say I felt like their chemistry was good and their scenes were cute together, just not in the romance way. Because yeah. I feel like both of them, you know, are super charming. Yeah. Like there's no there's no scene where they're in that that you're not like that you're that you're not smiling. Yeah. Like you you know their personalities are fun to watch. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting that, you know, they were showing him in his pajamas. Because from what I can remember, I don't think we've seen that in a Hallmark movie before. For Tyler. Yeah. I will say about that scene, right before that, you know, Lucas is in bed listening to his country music, his Hank Williams, which is Hank Williams Sr., which is fantastic. You know, really, you know, Callie calls him, you know, the Shakespeare of country music. I wholeheartedly agree i'm not a huge country music fan i do love hank williams senior so he's in bed listening to hank williams it's two in the morning apparently lights are on everywhere in that room poor dan his agent in the bed tossing and turning with all the lights on who is lucas that he would just leave the lights on when dan's trying to sleep at two in the morning not a very good friend so that scene made me a little a little sad uh, I love that you're giving Luke more backstory that his full name is Lucas. Yeah. Uh, no, I, th- I feel like he has that Lucas in him. <laughs> when he's when he's keeping Dan up, he's a Lucas. He's, he's a not, Lucas. He's not a Luke when he's keeping Dan when up. When he's asking for privacy in someone else's own vehicle, he is a <laughs> he's Lucas. He's a Lucas. <laughs> so one thing we do need to talk about is I'm not sure if this if the people that wrote this movie have been listening to our podcast. Oh, but we do need to talk about that. Read the, I'm, I'm, I'm almost livid. You should be, <laughs> because on a few episodes ago, I did say risk it for the biscuit a few times during that podcast, and all of a sudden it's in this, and now it's in a Hallmark movie. But Hammy might be saying that was you know weeks ago. It takes forever to make a Hallmark movie. It doesn't. It takes three weeks to make. It a takes Hallmark weeks. Movie. Yeah, we know. So now. they listen to me. They're like, hey, Ham has this folksy charm. Risk it for the biscuit. We're going to take that and mention it multiple times in this film. Multiple times. So I would like some sort of monetary compensation for <laughs> for that. Uh, maybe a t-shirt even with risk it on the biscuit for it. I don't know. I mean, I've never heard risk it to get the biscuit, risk it for the biscuit. To get the biscuit? No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> I've never heard it before in a Hallmark movie. Yeah. I've never heard it in a movie ever that I can recall. We got to be careful about what we say on this podcast. I know. Apparently, Hallmark writers are listening and taking all of our our witty, our witty words. Yeah, because you're not even like Southern. I'm sorry, what? You're not the Southern that would say risk it to get the biscuit. I I am, I am a folksy Southern Southern boy. It's something like like my mom would say. Like my mom has all these like sayings that she says, almost like. You know, her, you know, Lauren's grandfather would say, my mom is the same way. So, you know, you'll just sprinkle them into everyday conversations. So, again, we're watching you, Hallmark, and we would like conversation. (laughs) I'm just happy because I never thought I'd hear Tyler Hines say, 
risk it for the biscuit. It did. <laughs> it was a little far. It was a little far. Yeah. If I wouldn't ever want to see this movie again, I might want to see it again just for Tyler saying risk it to get the biscuit. I would see it for the cha-cha and I would see it for the, the biscuit, the biscuit scenes. So maybe, maybe we would watch it no, again. No, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. As, as, as much as I love Tyler Hines, as, as much as I'm becoming a quick fan of, of Lauren's, I, it's a big no for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. So also, there is something that I don't know has ever been done before in a Hallmark movie. Are you going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about? The thing that bothers me that they didn't do in this film? There was no conflict. It's insane. It's this insane. movie did not have conflict. That's why I think they stole that from us because they've been listening. They've been listening to the podcast. They're like, "All right, Hamilton hates conflict. He says risk it, risk for, the it for the biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> like it's super weird. It's kind of freaking me out a little bit. Uh, there was no conflict. There was no Act Eight conflict in this film at all, and it was refreshing. It was so so refreshing for me. Because Callie is like the sweetest person in yeah. the world. Callie's no fool. Luke's girlfriend, even though they've been you know, quote unquote, flirting and spending all this time together, Luke's girlfriend shows up yeah. and Callie is a dear. Yeah. To, she like helps her, like to guide her to her present that <laughs> Luke has given to her. Scene. And, you know, she could have easily gotten upset, stormed off in the back. Tripped her. <laughs> knocked her into a vat Spilled of some of that sauce. barbecue yeah. sauce on her nice oh, so uh, dress. She could have done all of the things that we have come to to see in these Hallmark movies that caused the conflict. Yep. But she didn't do any of it. She was a grown up. Mm -hmm. She was a she a deer. She was all of the things that of what we knew of Callie. That that's who she was. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was so big of her and. I just couldn't believe it. I kept waiting for some conflict. I well, didn't. They kept I, teasing because when the when uh, Lucas's <laughs> sorry when Luke's girlfriend is there and and she's like you know just so you know we're we're practically like engaged. I was like oh here it goes we're about to get some conflict. No, it's just a little tease for us. We get no conflict to the point where what Luke does at the end is extremely wrong. Is extremely wrong. To the point where I think he becomes Lucas at the end a little bit. Because the deal is, he's going to do this film without any rewrites. He doesn't want to do this film, but he's going to do the film for his girlfriend without any rewrites. If she promotes the fall festival on her IGs. So that's the deal. That's the deal that he's going to make. So his girlfriend makes a TikTok. You know, everybody loves it. It's trending. They get 200 more people to sign up for this thing. Luke then should be going to Hawaii with his girlfriend as per their agreement. He does not do that. Well, we don't really know what the agreement was. It was. It was, you do this film and then I'll promote this. That was the agreement. But We're he not. didn't say he was going to do the film. No, he literally did. For there her. He just wasn't going to change the script. <laughs> is what I got out of it. Lucas, Lucas, you need to stop defending this man. Lucas then goes to the fall festival, breaks up with her over a phone. Like there's, he might as well have just texted her. Like there's so much awfulness that he does at the end to avoid conflict. And he also, which breaks my heart even more, just gives up on his dreams, ruins his career, all for the barbecue sauce. And he risked it for the biscuit. And it's just, it was so weird to me. Is Callie the biscuit? I don't know. In this situation, I, I think the barbecue sauce is a biscuit. I'm very confused at this point. So so that's interesting. You took it as he was breaking up with Jillian right before Callie comes out. Yeah. That's so see, I took it that they broke up before, but she is still upset about it and keeps calling him and the, the, the other people of the film, the producers and stuff are calling him. And that's just what's happening there. But I took it as he had already broken up with her and she's just still upset about it. That's, I mean, maybe, but the way I read it was that he's literally breaking up with her on the phone right there. Because um, I saw Luke at the end of the movie. I, I saw Lucas. You saw Lucas. <laughs> I saw Lucas. But... So I took it as they had already broken up. But yeah, that is pretty bad if he just broke up with her and then Callie comes out and then they're kissing. Yeah. And he's like, just broke up with her. Now I'm yours. And I ruined my career. And I'm never going to work in Hollywood again. Well, the ruining the career, I don't think he ruined the career. I don't think he should have been doing Island Girl in the first place. 
It did not sound like a Luke type of movie. He should be making some science fiction. Obviously. Seems like that is his jam. But he had an opportunity that he turned down. Now he's going to be canceled. That's how that works in Hollywood. I don't think so. Because he, you know, he's got the the barbecue sauce on his side. He's got all of the, he has his notepad. His notepad of Southern sayings. So that is something that I did like about his character. Even though we didn't quite know Luke Lucas, who he was. He did carry around a notepad and he, he would write down little sayings. And that definitely sounds like something that you do. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talk about characters having like a little thing they do to make them more real. That was, that made him. That real. was his. Yeah. So I will give props to the writer for putting that into yeah. his character. Cause I, I did like that aspect about him. So he's got all of these amazing sayings from Callie's grandpa and Who's to say he's not going to go and write this huge, next big, amazing... No, you got it totally wrong. It's a it's a sci-fi project with a lot of Southern sayings in it. It's going <sighs> to be the next big hit. I'm sorry, you got this totally wrong because he's not going to write it. Callie's going to write it. <laughs> Callie's going to write it. They're going to write it together. Oh, man. And really, that's that kind of wraps it up. That was, in a weird way, that was Roadhouse well, hold Christmas up. Romance. We didn't talk about the kiss. I didn't talk about the kiss. So it was so quick. So we get it. That was cute when he was like, "Where well, are you happy to see me?" And she's like, uh, uh, "Yeah," <laughs> which is like the response that you know you would give. Right. Then he says something about you know forgetting how to do the cowboy cha cha after he breaks up with his girlfriend. <laughs> like he literally hangs up on her before this happens. But go ahead. And. You know, says he gave up on the script. He's risking it for the biscuit. And then she's like, oh, well, this is the part in the movie that you would kiss the girl. And I was I was not expecting an open mouth. Oh, she went for it. As she should. Good for you, Lauren. She's like, I'm in this movie with Tyler. This she's going to risk it for the she's biscuit. Gonna, she's going to risk it. She did. She risked it for the biscuit. And I will say it was a really good kiss. It was very quick. And they did that pullback that you know I don't like. Yeah. But it was a good kiss. It was. So even though I was feeling the friendship the whole time, they 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 did well. So I will say the kiss was nice. Yeah. And now we have completed Roadhouse Romance Christmas Barbecue Sauce. Yeah. You know, I I think we've we've expressed our our feelings, our concerns, our gratitude towards this film. There were cute moments. There were cute. As a whole, it was a little all over the place, so it was hard to like fully get into it, yeah. fully invest in these characters. But I will say, I will say this: I would like to see Lauren in more films. I would like to. See oh, sure, films. she was adorable, and whereas when I saw Kelly Pickler, I was like, no, I can't do this. No. But Lauren, I think Lauren can pull this off. We just got to find her. Yeah, this was not a oh honey situation. No, this, this was not. A, this was not a no honey. This was okay. I see. I see. I see. You have something here. I see. This could be something. We just need to find her the right script and the right the right lead in that script to really kind of play off of her. Yeah, and maybe and maybe not so much singing. I this is my thing is like. I don't think every time a singer wants to do acting, they need to also sing in it. Even though her song is stuck in my head right now. Yeah. But it to me, that part didn't even really go with the movie either. To me, if it like fits in the script, like if she always wanted to be a singer and she was aspiring, but like that, it just seemed like, oh, sometimes I sing in my shower. Sometimes. And sometimes. But when she got up on the stage, it was clearly obviously this is a famous singer who's performed many times yeah. so I mean, she was winking to the audience like she's a performer there she's was a performer. no yeah that that was another part that was not realistic it's like it was not like a genuine performance to for like something that she would do in the roadhouse like it was like she was on you know madison square garden stage yeah. singing to thousands of people well that's i mean and that's again that's the thing I don't understand because I agree with you. Like you don't have to have them sing if they're singers. If you do, if you're basically being like, okay, we have this singer, you know, they're just starting off in acting, you know, let's give them a chance. All fine with that. 
have them sing. You don't need to produce, overly produce the thing. Actually have them live sing. Yeah, Lauren can sing. Yeah, have them do that live performance. Make it authentic. If you're going to go to the trouble, don't you know do all this editing and stuff on the vocals. Just have them sing. Make it feel real. You know, put put a guitar in them. Have them around the campfire. Let's get a sing along. Do something. You know, that makes me think of Twenty Seven Hour Day, where they're all just sitting around, singing around a campfire. One of my favorite scenes that I've seen lately in a Hallmark film. Authentic. Just just. Yeah, they're live singing. They're not lip syncing to right. a track. Exactly. So just think about that. If you're gonna have these singers in there, actually have them sing. Or don't have them sing and let's just have them act. Yeah, because it takes you out of it. It's like you're in this little bitty space, yeah. you know, intimate moment. And then they just like bust out with the vocals, yeah. like heavily produced track. Mom's head banging in the corner. <laughs> like it, it gets crazy. So now that really is Roadhouse Romance. Yeah, I mean, maybe they could have ended it with like Callie and Luke watching like uh alien together at the end Something. with some popcorn they didn't or... know how to end it because she has like 20 jobs she's gonna do so they didn't know what they wanted to do um, callie is a busy girl busy girl uh so as always guys thank you so so much for listening uh we really appreciate it thank you for the the dms thank you for the the messages uh we love talking about these films with you i have a feeling we're gonna get some messages about this one uh, please, if you agree with us, if you don't agree with us, let us know. Let us know. Guys, we love Tyler. You know we do. But we also have to be honest. So this wasn't our favorite, but we had fun talking about it. Yeah. You know, I feel like we have some really good movies coming up. Some cute hopefully, ones. Some cute ones. In, in the fall harvest. And even though we didn't start out super strong uh, for us... There are a few that I am really excited about. Mm -hmm. the The wine one, I think, uh, wine is, one looks one looks good. Wine one looks really good. Looks really good. And the the Nikki Deloche one, Taking the Reins, is the one I'm most looking forward to right now, just because obviously Nikki Deloche. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about that one. So yeah, thank you all, and also just remember to uh, like and subscribe. And, you know, all the ratings and stuff that really helps us out. And, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Thanks.